Cubs fans, and welcome to a brand new edition of Cubs on Tap. I am Ron Luce, joined once again by me, myself, and I, but that is okay because, ladies and gentlemen, we are here today to talk about not only a Cubs victory, but a Cubs series victory. Not only a Cubs series victory, but four straight Cubs series victories with the series win today over the Milwaukee Brewers. Cubs win two to one on Wednesday. Get good old getaway day. Um, the lineup surely reflected that of a getaway day game, uh, but it didn't matter. Didn't matter. Cubs came away with a big W, big clutch performance by PJ Higgins, as you can see in my little name tag there. If you're watching along live or on YouTube or Facebook after the fact or Twitter after the fact, but if you want to get involved with us in the comments, be sure to be following along with on tap sports that on YouTube and Facebook, and you can join the conversation, uh, either with me today or just in general, uh, throughout the rest of the season, but let's dive right into it. Shall we, uh, today's two, one game. You had Adrian Sampson on the bump and what a better place to start for today. Adrian Sampson, you looked absolutely incredible today. My friend five and two third innings, only four hits, the one run given up he did not walk a single batter. Cubs only walked one batter entirely today as a pitching staff, uh, and he had five strikeouts to go along with it. Adrian Sampson is a really good sneaky depth pitcher that this Cubs team has right now. And uh, Juice and I touched on it a little bit uh, recently with, with Adrian Sampson, right? He provides this depth. And he keeps giving the Cubs a reason to keep him on the roster. It doesn't matter if Marcus Stroman and Drew Smiley, who have reportedly are done with the rehab uh, assignments and are on their way back to Chicago and to throw some bullpens and see when they're going to be activated, um, or at least to rejoin the team, pardon me, since the Cubbies are uh, jetting out to L.A. And we're going to touch on that here in a little bit. But when you have a guy like Adrian Sampson just hanging out there waiting to be used when you need him, that's a great asset to have because look what he's done. He has been absolutely sensational. After today's performance, he lowers his season ERA to a 291. And it really hasn't mattered what role they've thrown him in because we've seen him time and time again come out of the pen, you know, come out in other situations, right? He made his first uh, appearance of the season way back in May. Uh, against the Dodgers, a clean inning of work. Uh, he did give up two runs. They certainly weren't earned, though, in that one. Uh, but then I think we we can all recall that Atlanta appearance when he came out of the pen, just cruised through the rest of the game, four and two-thirds in that one, didn't give up a single run. I mean, he's just built off every single appearance he's had. Looked really good against St. Louis. Uh, got the start there. Five innings of work, only the two earned runs, um, two walks and five Ks. You love to see that. Boston, he got beat up a little bit for the for the four earned, but they were all early, and then he settled in. Really, he's only had like two bad innings uh, in his last three appearances here for the Cubs, all starts, and now you see it today. He looked fantastic. Yes, gave up the home run, whatever. That was his only mistake of the day because he didn't walk anybody, and he only gave up four hits. Cubs walked or worked their way out of all the trouble whenever a base runner got on for the Brewers. So. Effectively, it's really hard, in my opinion, to be mad about what Adrian Sampson is doing here. And, you know, it's games like today. Uh, a big shout out to our friends over at the Dingers podcast. Cubs fans get excited. And there's a reason to be excited. This team is showing it has some depth. Guys are coming to life. It feels like the lineup is starting to work itself out a little bit too, right? Sayas Suzuki has returned. Christopher Morrell has ascended. Um 
Rafael Ortega is playing absolutely incredibly well lately. I, I think that's another guy that does not get a lot of love in the, in the public eye, but he has been very good for this Cubs team. He's been hitting leadoff a lot recently too, taking that pressure off a young guy like Christopher Morel and allowing him to just play baseball. And you are starting to see this team reap the rewards of that again, how well they've played recently. And again, yes, they have a hell of a way uh, to work back to even start to think about the P word playoffs talk about playoffs we're not talking playoffs right now but we are talking this team's interesting this team's exciting and juice brought it up on the show yesterday i know the dingers boys have been been tweeting about it a little bit here this afternoon on twitter this team could buy at the deadline but if they do buy it's going to be for the long haul right if there's a team that maybe you know really has a dire need for a pitcher and the cubs can come back and say hey look we like so-and-so, and you. we know you can't keep him. We like him. We would like to have him. Can we have him as part of a trade? Think about like the Cody Hoyer and Nick Madrigal trade of, of last season for Craig Kimbrell. Those were like now pieces that the Cubs got in return for a guy like Kimbrell. And sure, maybe the Cubs don't have that type of trade ship on this roster currently, but what they do have uh, is the ability to at least look and see, hey, can we improve this team for the near term and not just go get some a ball prospect um, that's, you know, three or four years away from the big leagues. Can we go get that guy who's pretty close here right now that, you know, maybe with a couple of weeks in AAA of grooming, maybe you give him a little time here this year, but really more so with next year in mind, that guy's ready to go. And it's interesting. It's certainly interesting. Today was a great game uh, for the runs. I mean, Really, really, really boring ball game if you like runs. Uh, we messed in. Keston Hira was a pain in the ass this series. Obviously, he gets the home run uh, in the bottom of the fifth. But in the top of the eighth, Christopher Morrell. Christopher Morrell comes through with a triple right out the gate. Gets on third. No outs. Things you love to see. Seah comes in in a pinch hit scenario for Andrelton Simmons, uh, who had an extra base hit today, by the way. Certainly worth mentioning that Andrew Simmons had a an extra base hit. Double down the line. I didn't believe that it was true when it happened. Uh, I don't think a lot of people on Twitter did either because I got some. I saw some pretty hysterical replies to the Cubs on Tap account today um, based on that tweet. But nonetheless, you, you got Chris Fromrell getting on third. Then you got Saya coming up, taking a huge walk. I think it was an eight pitch at bat, seven pitch at bat to finally get. Say uh, to to walk, but hell, that's a great at bat. Just continues to have incredible at bats uh, in his return. Uh, and then, yeah, man, I mean, Rafael Ortega follows it up, ties the game. Unfortunately, the Cubs can't add anything, but Patrick Wisdom gets on first, steals second in the ninth, and then this was perfect clockwork, my friend. Thanks for jumping in the comments here. But as our buddy Chief Redbeard here says, PJ the Goat Higgins. Comes through in the clutch with a big opposite field double, uh, and that ultimately scores wisdom. And that's how the Cubs won today's game, folks. Uh, great pitching then in the ninth to shut it down. Uh, David Robertson picking up his 12th save of the season, that sparkling 189 ERA, still very much intact. Givens ultimately gets the win today. He's 5-0 and on the seasons. Uh, but Chris Martin, a clean inning of work. Uh, and then Hughes came in uh, for Samson there in the sixth to work out of the jam. I mean... Just an all-around great day for the Cubs. Not a lot of offense, but not a lot of offense for either team. Corbin Burns absolutely shoved today. I'm going to pull up his stat line here. Seven innings of work, three hits, one walk, 10 Ks. He was incredible. But guess what? 
as soon as Burns came out of the game, the Cubs took advantage. And that was that's important. That's very important, right? Because Juice and I talked about it on last night's um, you know, post-game show about getting after Burns early. And then even today on the radio, I listened to the pregame on the radio today. I was driving around running some errands. You know, even Ron Coomer said, get after Burns early. The the game plan, I think, in the general public's eye was get after him early. And when they didn't get after him early, I think a lot of people did lose hope in today's game if they were watching along. But son of a bitch, I will say, this team did what they needed to do. Get Burns out of the game, which they eventually did in the seventh. And then beat up the next guy. And they did. They, they were able to get to Boxberger and at least scrape across the one run. And then this is the second game now in this series where the Cubs have gone after Josh Hader. That is also incredibly noteworthy because that is the second game now that the Cubs have seen him in this series, and it didn't matter. It wasn't shit, game's over, or game's going to extras, or at least going to the bottom of the ninth, you know, with uh, the game tied. No, 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 no. They got after Josh Hader. That's huge. They take advantage of it. You absolutely love to see it. I'm so jacked up right now by this game. Uh, Hader gets the loss. That's cool and tough. We're all fans of that because, you know, we always say fuck the Cardinals around here, but today we can say fuck the Brewers too. And uh, just a big win. But our buddy Chief Redbeer here in the comments want to address this one as it comes through. He says, even with everything that potentially looms, this team has been fun to watch this last month. And I completely agree. This team has been very fun to watch for this last month, uh, as Chief Redbeard says in the comments, because they, it just feels like guys are finally hitting their stride a little bit. And that's kind of what today's game felt like, right? Christopher Morrell gets the big hit, the big triple late. Rafael Ortega, guy that I've mentioned, he drives in the game-tying run. He's been great. Seah Suzuki with a great at-bat in the pinch situation off the bench to get the walk drawn. I mean, all the big guns for the Cubs are seemingly coming through when it matters most. And I think that's why they're fun, right? And... You know, a lot of, of injury news came out today. A couple of things that I wrote about over at OnTapSportsNet.com. Highly encourage you to go check it out. But Nick Madrigal and Frank Schwindel are starting rehab stints in AAA Iowa later this week. Uh, Madrigal starting tomorrow along with Daniel Norris. And then I, I believe the intention is Schwindel to start Friday. But when guys are getting healthy, where are you going to put everybody, right? Alfonso Rivas, I know he got pulled. I think this is certainly worth mentioning. I know he got pulled for the the pinch hit at bat from Gomes there late in the game, but Rivas was two for three today. Like Rivas has been good. Anybody they throw at second base has been solid, better than VR was certainly, and arguably better than Madrigal was. Yes, Madrigal got a little hot in the eight games when he got back before he got hurt again. But damn, like where where do you go to, where are you going to put these guys? And again. Having an embarrassment of not knowing what to do and like got actually having a legit like lineup problem of where to put these guys is certainly a good thing. But like when Frank Schwindel and when Nick Madrigal come back, you have to contemplate what's going to happen on the roster. Who's going to get sent down? You can't send down PJ Higgins because having that catching depth along with his ability to play first base is valuable. Do you send down Rivas again and at least let him get everyday at bats at AAA? And he's not a rotational guy at first with with Higgins. And then when when Schwindel returns, and then do, do you send down Nelson Velasquez, who's arguably been pretty good? He's been playing center field too, which is crazy. I mean, he's been really really good, and I it, it's hard to argue sending him down. Like, who do you send down? Are you going to DFA David Bodie? Probably not. Maybe, but probably not. You going to finally DFA Simmons? 
would certainly be all for that. But who knows? Nonetheless, good problems to have when the guys that are currently here are doing their job and getting things done. This team's fun to watch. And then you're like, well, where are we going to put so-and-so when they come back from injury? Um, pitching, a little different, right? Pitching injury front. Sounds like Stroman and Smiley are, are nearing returns. Kyle Hendricks goes on the 15-day IL. Officially, uh, he was removed early from yesterday's start with shoulder soreness. It is a shoulder sprain, I believe, is the official diagnosis. Um, so when he gets back, who knows? But that's 80% of your starting rotation right now that's out. Uh, however, it does sound like 40% of it is on its way back um, in the form of Marcus Stroman and Drew Smiley. So that would be good. Um, currently, they announced today Cubs will throw Mark Leiter Jr. out for game one of the Dodgers series. Again, we'll touch on that here in a minute. Um, and then it'll be Keegan Thompson on Friday, hopefully for three and four since it is technically TBD. Um Maybe we'll get to see Marcus Stroman and Drew Smiley uh, pitch the last two games out in L.A. That would would certainly be nice. Uh, turn into the uh, comments again. Buddy Chief Redbeard here. Thanks, man, for joining the conversation. I like this. This is always fun um, when I have somebody to go back and forth with. Um, kind of along with the lines that I was going with. Guys are getting healthy. The young kids aren't scared of the big moments. Uh, and they've done this all without their arguably their best player. That is Wilson Contreras. And I absolutely agree. I think that's the crazy part is, you know, we really haven't seen Willie in this entire series. And they got a series win. That's huge. That's massive uh, for them. to be able to come in and, and take care of business the way they did in Milwaukee, right? It's not at Wrigley. It's in Milwaukee. It's in their ballpark and they get the, the deal done, man. And it's, it's awesome. And uh, absolutely agree here. Che Fredbeard, as I said earlier in the show, you cannot forget how well Samson has done. Agreed. I think he's been such a sneaky weapon for this team. Um, you know, Chief Redbeard, dude has been solid. I would argue he's been more than solid, man. He's been really good and just a sneaky good, right? Again, nobody knows who the hell Adrian Sampson is. The general Cubs fans never heard of Adrian Sampson, but we saw Sampson a little bit at the end of last season and he pitched pretty well then too. So uh, certainly a guy that this front office identified as, hey, even if he's depth, that's really good depth to have. And I think the front office knew this season pitching was going to be an injury bug for a lot of teams across the league um, because of the shortened spring training. And I think we've seen it with the Cubs, right? Starters struggled early in the season and and some of these guys have now gotten hurt, right? We've seen Miley go on the IL twice. We've seen Hendricks out more than once uh, for at least extended rest. Uh, we've seen Strowman out now on two different occasions on the IL. Drew Smiley we've seen out now. So, I mean, Justin Steele has really been the only – quote unquote day one, you know, starting five that's been healthy really all season. So um certainly good to have a, a Swiss Army knife like Adrian Sampson in your back pocket when you need him. Um and then in relation to Simmons, truthfully if I had a choice, it would 100 percent be Simmons referring to the DFA that I mentioned here a little bit ago. He's not here long term, would rather see the young guys. Completely agree with you, Chief Redbeard. Um it should be guys like Christopher Morell and Nelson Velasquez being left on the roster, not uh, guys like Simmons. Uh, it, it once once guys like Madrigal and, and Schwindel are returning and they actually have to make some legitimate roster moves and, and roster discussion. But um, it'll it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what else happens. I mean, I'll, again, outside of today's game, really, I mean, it's wisdom. He was, you know, 0 for 3 with a walk. Uh, in three Ks. I mean, Cubs struck out 13 times as a team and still somehow managed to win this game. I think that's what makes it kind of impressive is they strung together hits when it mattered most. And um, they ultimately got the job done um, in, in the crunch, really in the eighth and ninth inning. 
backs against the wall and they scored the two unanswered uh, to ultimately take today's game. One final comment here from Chief Redbeard, uh, and then I'll, I'll share some of my last thoughts on today's game and really the series as a whole. He says, I know the popular answer is to trade everyone, but I would argue that the guys, the only guys who need, quote-unquote, to be traded at the deadline would be Robertson, Givens, Martin, even as rational as it sounds, we need Wilson. Yeah, I think Wilson Contreras is a very popular player at the deadline um, that people want to keep. And I know there there was reports I saw. I don't know the validity, you know, how valid they are. Um, but I do know there was reports that Ian Happ is reportedly aggressively being shopped. I don't again don't know the how true that is. Um, but yeah, Wilson Contreras is an important player to this Cubs team. And I think truthfully, I think the best case scenario is is what everybody thought the Anthony Rizzo treatment should have been, which was hey, a, a, approach Willie, look. We're not going anywhere this year. Maybe we make a little bit of noise and make things interesting, and maybe we're only five or six games back of that last wild card spot at the end of the season. But, hey, you know, we need to get some assets. We're going to move you for the last two months, but then we're going to re-sign you in the offseason. I think that would be perfect case scenario with Wilson Contreras because he is enough of an athlete you can move him around. The DH certainly just gives him fresh life to stay around. And he can continue to, you know, work with a guy like Jan Gomes and learn himself. And those two can work with a guy like PJ Higgins, who arguably right now, given the the, the state and, and health of Miguel Amaya, is probably the closest thing they have to the quote unquote next catcher in the system. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing because PJ Higgins has played very well in his time up. I think even after today, I'm going to just quickly confirm this. Yeah, he's hovering right around 300. Uh, and his time up with the Cubs, 299 officially. Um, he's hit. He hit like a, an SOB at AAA Iowa. There's a reason they recalled him. Uh, and now he's just continuing to hit here at the major league level. Um, but he is. He's important. He's a, a very important player. And I, I think it, it, it's unfortunately a situation we're going to have to wait and see, probably until next spring training, truth be told. But depending on what they do with Wilson Contreras and Ian Happ and whether they trade these guys and bring them back, whether they don't trade them at all, whether they trade them and we never see them again, who knows? That'll be, I think, a really good indicator of kind of what the team's intentions are for 2023 more so uh, with like 24 and 25 being the competitive time. I'm hoping this team's competitive in 23. I'm not saying they're going to be a World Series contender in 2023, but certainly at least a playoff bubble team at worst would be a nice thing to have. Uh, if you're the Chicago Cubs um, and really if you're the Chicago Cubs fans, because I think this this fan base deserves a winning product or at least a team that's fun to watch. And that's, I think, to to the point that Chief Redbeard here said in the comments a little bit earlier, you know, this team's been fun to watch over the last month because guys like Christopher Morrell are having these great glow ups. Nelson Blasquez has been fun to watch grow at the major league level a little bit. He's finally starting to play every day, which is huge. And even quote, even if it's quote unquote out of necessity because Hayward's hurt, whatever he's playing and that's all that matters. You know, and, and then you add on guys like Nico Horner. You add on guys like Ian Happ, who's having an, an absolutely incredible season. You add on Wilson Gutierrez's season, which right now, as of today, he's the, he has 65% of the vote to be the starter in the All-Star game at NL for catcher. That'd be his third All-Star start for him. In, incredible to see. Like, there's still pieces on this team that are good, even though this team as a whole has not been very good. So um, one last note from Chief Redbeard here on today's game. When's the last time the Cubs had a crucial stolen base to set up a game-winning hit? That's a very good point. And that's something that um, they actually brought up on the broadcast today. They said that the Cubs have five guys with at least six or more stolen bases, which is they are tied with the Dodgers, and that's the most in the league 
in that category. So the Cubs are one of the heavier running teams in baseball right now outside of a team like the Dodgers, which makes sense. They got guys like Trey Turner and Bellinger and a lot of guys that can move really well. But I agree with that statement from Chief Redbeard. I I don't remember the last time that a a stolen base set up a game-winning hit. Like, I really don't. And and that that was because that, that last Cubs team was built for power. And Juice and I talked about it extensively the other night on the show that it feels like baseball is starting to trend back to where the finesse player is going to have a place. I don't think we're ever going to see the Scotty pods and the Juan Pierre's and the, you know, the Kenny Loftons of the world anymore, but guys like Carl Crawford, right. Who, when he played was a guy who could steal 40 and maybe not, maybe not 40 bags. Maybe we don't see a lot of guys steal 40 bags, but even if it's guys stealing 20 to 30 bags, but being able to put up, some power, right? But hit for average. And I think that player in baseball is going to come back a little bit. I really do. And I think that's where things are going. And you know what? I don't, I don't mind it. I like running. I like the stolen base. I think the stolen base is fun again. Yes. Statistically speaking, it's not efficient, whatever. Fuck that bullshit. All right. If, If we played, if, if, if teams played every game without taking risks, sports would be boring. Right. Sports isn't about risks. It's a calculated risk, but it's a risk. But if you got guys that can run, right? If you got guys like Christopher Morell, who are is one of not five players in the 90th percentile in both barrel rate and sprint speed, which is a list that includes Byron Buxton, who many consider one of the just pure talents in the major league. The guy just can't stay healthy. And it's truly bad for baseball that he can't stay healthy. Julio Rodriguez, insanely talented rookie outfielder for the Seattle Mariners, Mike Trout. I don't even need to add more to, to, to that name. And there's one other guy on that list, and I feel really bad for getting it because, again, really good player in today's major leagues. And then it's Christopher Morrell. Like, they have these guys. They have these guys that are are going to be kind of that next facet of baseball where, you know, you see guys that have maybe more of that five-tool setup. And maybe it's not elite five-tool setup, but they can do a little bit of everything, right? Ian Happ is kind of built that way. Yeah, maybe he's not the strongest arm and maybe he's not the greatest glove. Maybe he's not the biggest power bat or maybe he's not the best hitter, but he can do all of those things and do them pretty well. I think you're going to see a lot more of that in in the new game of baseball. And I think the Cubs kind of won this, this series, right? Some of the most exciting plays of this series were kind of that new school of baseball where it's going to be more finesse, right? Say Suzuki's inside the park homer the other day uh, today, the stolen base to set up the, the game winning uh, hit from Higgins. Like that's, I really do think where baseball is going and it, it's fun, right? I like stolen bases. Stolen bases are cool. Like who the hell thought Patrick wisdom was going to steal a base, right? I would expect a guy like Morel, or I would expect a guy maybe like Velasquez. Cause he's got some wheels um, or maybe, you know, even a Rafael Ortega. No, no, no. Patrick Wisdom swiping bags and scoring game when he runs. And you know what? That's pretty cool and pretty fucking tough, uh, if you ask me. Uh, my final thought from today's game, even with a getaway lineup, they got they got away with a W, and I think that's great. Um, you know, I think a lot of people wanted to see Seiya. It makes sense that he sat. He is coming back from injury. You know, they don't want to rush him in right away and him re-injure something or re-aggravate something. Understandable but the guy is one of the most entertaining players to watch in baseball right now. Um, and they also got away with, with really not playing all their big guns today and somehow it managed to work. So 
What a win. What a series win. Again, four straight series victories now for the Cubbies as they enter a four-game set coming up here with the Dodgers. So we will look ahead. 2-1 is your final score today. As I mentioned, Givens, your winning pitcher, Hader with the loss, uh, and it is Robertson with his 12th save of the season. And as, as we move forward and look ahead, um, it will be the Cubbies in L.A., a good old 9-10 central daylight time first pitch. Get your coffee, your tea, whatever you need to stay awake ready, ladies and gentlemen, as uh, the first three games of the series will be late. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, all 9 o'clock starts local in the Chicagoland area or in the central time zone, I should say. Um, and then for those uh, that need the break, don't worry. Sunday's got you. It's a 3 o'clock game local time in the Chicagoland market. Um, but we will focus on tomorrow's game because uh, the boys, although I will not be here, the boys will be back with you tomorrow. It'll be the boys, Juice and Joey. Um, they will be on the microphone hopefully tomorrow night. Uh, but for that game that they will be recapping, uh, it is a, like I said, late one on Thursday, July 7th between the Cubs and Dodgers at Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles, California. The Dodgers 51 and 29 on the season against, uh, you know, our somewhat lowly Cubbies uh, recording their 34th victory of the season today. You can catch this game on the radio, as always, 670 to score in Chicagoland. Uh, and if you are somehow in L.A. and you're a Cubs fan and you're listening along with us, Dodgers Radio AM 570 or K2 KTNQ 1020 is where you can catch it on the radio out there. Um, and then for your visuals in the Cubs market, Marquee Sports Network for the Dodgers, it's Sportsnet LA. As I mentioned, Mark Leiter Jr. is on the bump for the Cubbies tomorrow. The righty, 2-2 two and two on the season with a 485 ERA. Uh, this will be another extended appearance for him as he came in a relief for Alec Mills. Um after he effectively left after two batters in his last start and ended up on back on the IL again. Um, so we got to see quite a bit of Mark Leiter Jr. He pitched really well in relief of Mills. So he gets the deserving start, in my opinion, on Thursday, especially with the beat-up lineup. And on the other side, this dude's been unbelievable this season, but it is Tony Gonsolin. He has just come out of nowhere, it feels like, to many uh, across MLB fandom uh, he's kind of know on the season with a 154 era if that doesn't scream elite i don't know what does but uh that'll certainly be interesting to see as the cubs take on the dodgers my thoughts and preview on this series is uh it'd be nice to get a win it would be nice to win the series um but who knows who knows what they do uh they again they've played better baseball lately i would a split would be a massive win um but just don't get swept all right, like keep trying and be competitive, right? No 10 nothing, 10 1, 10 2 games. Like, let's let's make these, you know, 5 3, 5 4. You know, if if they're going to lose, at least if they're competitive losses, uh, it certainly feels good. But like, like Jeremiah says here in the comments, let's win the series against the Dodgers. How cool would that be? Like, take three of four from the, the, the major leagues juggernaut. That would be pretty sweet, pretty special. Um, if you ask me to take three or four against the Dodgers, would be cool to see it. Um, one quick question here in the comments I do want to address. It is from our friend Jeremiah, Jeremiah Hardell on YouTube. He says, will we have to call up Killian again? And that is TBD, maybe. Um, I think the only way we see Killian again, at least in this Dodgers series, is if Stroman and Smiley throw their bullpens and the team believes they are not ready. I think that's the only way we don't see him. Otherwise, I would expect to see Stroman um, and Smiley in whatever order, uh, but those two on Saturday and Sunday, assuming they're healthy and they look good in their bullpens that they're supposed to throw uh, now that they're back with the team. So 
Don't expect to see Killian, but uh, in the event that either Smiley or Strowman maybe isn't ready after throwing the bullpen, I think there is a chance um, that we could see Killian. Uh, mind you, too, the Cubs do have an off day on Monday the 11th when they get back before two games at home uh, here in Chicago against the Baltimore Orioles. So um, they're, they're, that off day will certainly help. And, you know, if they can get Strowman and Smiley back, I think that'll be huge and ultimately will allow Killian to just continue to – to do what he's doing down in AAA and and hopefully continue to write himself and we'll probably see him before the year's over again. I, I don't think it's I just I just don't think it's in this series, but I think we'll see him again. Um, I know Juice mentioned on the show yesterday that Baltimore series is a perfect time to call up a guy like Killian, um, so that will be awesome. And actually, I'm glad you mentioned this too because this was a little bit of news that I wrote up today. Um, kind of a little final thought here uh, in the Cubs thought we are approaching the All Star game. It's it's coming very 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 soon. Um, and as Jeremiah says here in the comments, glad PCA is playing in the futures game. And that is the report. It is still technically just a report. I believe that will become official if it is going to be official tonight, uh, when they announce the futures game rosters, I think they've only like hinted at like four, four players, I think from either side, um, that are supposed to play in it. But, um, PCA is the rumored uh, piece that will be going and playing out there. For those that maybe don't remember, Brendan Davis played in that game last year and won game MVP. Uh, I believe two home runs uh, was the tune of his stat line in that one last year. So hopefully PCA can do something similar, uh, maybe a triple or something crazy and and uh, and get a little bit of national spotlight for uh, the Cubs prospect pool because he's, he's certainly played well. He's cooled off a little bit at South Bend and the average isn't certainly there, but the extra base hits still are. He's got four triples. He's got more triples in 17 games with South Bend than he had in 38 games with Myrtle Beach, which is absolutely insane. So um, nonetheless, good for PCA if, if that does deem true uh, and we will have to tune in. It's unfortunately, I think only on Peacock or Sirius XM. So um, maybe having to finagle that one a little bit and try and figure out how to see that. Nonetheless, um, that will be fun. But ladies and gentlemen, before I get out of here, I do want to remind you Cubs on tap is the official Cubs podcast, of the on tap sports network. You can check out all of our great work at on tap sportsnet.com and at on tap sports on social media. I just wrote a bunch of stuff today over at on tap sportsnet.com that is Cubs related. You can go ahead and check that out there as well. Uh, and there will hopefully be more coming, uh, if not today at some point over the weekend as well. Um, you can follow us here at the pod specifically. We are at Cubbies on Tap, C-U-B-B-I-E-S. That's on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me on the Bluebird app. I am at Loose on Tap. And you can follow all of our other great contributors here at Cubs on Tap, at Juice on Tap, at Joey Knows Nothing, at Teddy Freddy 270 and at Brandon M. Kane, among others, who help us out here with the Cubs coverage. Bulls, Bears, Blackhawks, you know the drill. We've got it all. And, yes, Cubs fans, you know the drill as always. We all have friends that like the guys 35th and Shields. Send them to our friends over at Socks on Tap. They do a great job covering the Southsiders. So, once again, ontapsportsnet.com, at ontapsportsnet on social media, the ontap sports network. Go ahead and check out what's on tap in Chicago sports. Cubs win the series against the Brewers with a 2 1 victory here on Getaway Day. Um, absolute heroics from PJ Clutch Higgins in the ninth inning to score the game winning run. And then Robertson shuts it down with his 12th, 12th save of the season. The Cubs are in LA for four this weekend against the Dodgers with Thursday's game set to start just a hair after nine o'clock local time. And it will be Mark Leiter Jr. on the mound against Tony Gonsolin. I am Ron Luce. And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to get out of here. The only way we know how it Cubs on tap, fuck the Cardinals at today, fuck the Brewers. And let's go Cubbies.